Hello listeners, and welcome to another episode of Local Legends New England. I'm your host, Kyle Newton, and tonight we travel just south of New England's White Mountains region, a place best known for ghosts, lost silver mines, and some well-known alien sightings. That's right, I'm talking about the one and only Franconia, New Hampshire. I'll be sticking to the theme of wannabe ghost stories with today's legend. At first, it doesn't come off as a ghost story, but I'm going to tell you something that our main character didn't know. A ghost was known for haunting her home and had already scared off half a dozen people. For this story, we have to go back a few summers before the American Civil War. A woman by the name of Priscilla Quimby is remembered as a woman to have put a single ghost to rest in her lifetime. How she did this, the kind old woman kept secret for as long as she could. For some time, it remained a family secret, only spreading to the community after her grandchildren encouraged her to tell it. The legend was then written down and remembered as a lesson of bravery and a bit of craftiness. Our story starts with the news that Priscilla's husband was killed during a cannon explosion while on maneuvers in Lisbon, New Hampshire. In those days, women struggled to make ends meet due to the likelihood of not being taken seriously as a laborer. This meant she needed to find any and all ways to feed her family and grandchildren. For a time, life became a struggle for poor Mrs. Quimby. Being in the later stages of life, she found what little work she could do difficult. But being from New England, she always knew how to persevere. Including when she moved into a new, small little home in Franconia, New Hampshire. The last of Mrs. Priscilla Quimby's things were placed alongside the horse-drawn buggy in front of her new home. Lush green pine trees and slabs of granite climbed the surrounding mountainside. She stared at it smiling, wishing her husband could be seeing it too. A deep tone from behind distracted her thoughts. There anything else I can do for you, Mrs. Quimby? Priscilla looked to her new quaint home. With only one small squared room and a matching upstairs, Her grandchildren could already be heard inside, causing a ruckus. No, I believe that's all. Thank you, lad, Priscilla replied. After a few quiet moments, the driver forced out a few coughs. Mrs. Quimby turned back to find the driver. He held one hand over his mouth to hinder the cough. His other extended toward her in an open and presented manner. Priscilla felt knots tighten in her stomach. She fished for what few remaining coins she had. Two of the last four were removed and placed in the driver's hand. I do appreciate your help, sir, she replied. The man tipped his hat to Priscilla. This be in my service. I do appreciate your kindness, ma'am. The driver snapped his reins and continued down the road. 
The wheels of his cart creaked until the sound of Priscilla's grandchildren shouting from inside their new home drowned it out. Priscilla sighed as she looked upon what remained of her belongings, then over to her small home. She then realized her grandchildren hadn't taken anything inside. Instead, they had started a game of tag, running up and down the new set of stairs. Children! Grandma Priscilla shouted. Children, come here! One by one, her grandchildren stopped their game and ran to their grandmother. They stood before her and waited for the eldest to speak for the rest of them. Yes, Grandma? Priscilla showed them the single coin she had fished for. If you children can get some potatoes from the local store, you can share whatever's left. You hear? That was all she needed in order to get her grandchildren to listen. The eldest took the coin and placed it in his pocket. You bet! Thanks, Grandma! One by one, Priscilla's grandchildren dashed down the road, leaving the home empty and silent. Priscilla chuckled at the thought of how peaceful her home had become once the yelling grandchildren were no longer found inside. She glanced outside for the kids, and instead saw a large man approaching. He stopped at the edge of her property. "'Evening, ma'am,' he said. The man stood in a dusty suit. Patches were sewn in his sleeves and back. He removed the hat from his head and gave a quick bow to Priscilla." He continued to shuffle with the brim of his hat. Evening, responded Priscilla. May I help you? The stranger dabbed the sweat from his wide brow. His fingers returned to the brim of his hat. My name's Jonathan, he replied. I'll be your landlord here, and we'll be collecting rent. Priscilla's jaw tensed at the request of payment. Why, certainly, sir. You're not asking for payment tonight, are you? She pointed to her chair, blanket, and a small wooden container sitting at the edge of her property. I just arrived here. My things haven't even been moved in yet. The man's mouth dried. He dabbed his forehead again and shifted from one foot to another. Ma'am, I certainly do understand the confusion. However, I do have a history with people at this home, he said. Priscilla crossed her arms. Her wrinkled lips tightened into a scowl. I'll tell you right now, sir. I am not like most folk. What is it you seem to be struggling to say now? She asked. Jonathan looked up to the roof of the house, then back down to Priscilla. He fumbled with his hat as he motioned the sign of the cross. Well, you see, ma'am, this place is known to be haunted. Priscilla's eyes widened at Jonathan's claim. The color in her face faded 
She looked back inside her empty home as a sigh left her pale cheeks. I don't see any ghosts, she stated. The man pointed a trembling finger to the top floor. Those who have stopped long enough to tell me what made them leave all say it is an ungodly screech that only comes from the darkest of night, he said. Priscilla eyed every corner of her new home. She took a step in to observe every corner and angle, then looked back at the landlord to find him shivering at the edge of her property. Priscilla took another look around to find nothing else had been disturbed around her. Is that all? she asked. Just the screaming? The man shrugged. All I've been told was of the spirit's unholy wailing, one that has struck fear into the most holy of men, he replied. Priscilla peered up the small stairway that led to an even smaller loft area. She returned to her landlord to find he still hadn't stepped on her yard. I take it people don't stay long, do they? she asked. The man hesitated by licking his dried lips, then nodded. Uh, I, ma'am. Not much longer than two or three days, as a matter of fact, he said. Some of them get up and go before I'm ever able to stop and ask for payment, which is why I'm here now, you see. Priscilla noticed the tremble in Jonathan's knees. But even though I need more time, you still won't offer it to me? She asked. Jonathan shook his head. He continued to do so as he turned and made his way back down the road. He gave a limp wave to Priscilla. Uh, I'll... Be back in a couple of days, ma'am. Good luck, and God bless your soul. Priscilla watched the trembling man stumble his way down the road. She then turned back to glance around her house. Still, nothing stirred. Well, hello, spirit, she called out. Silence responded. Priscilla scowled and wagged her finger up into the darkness of her home. You just watch out. I won't let you kick me out of my home, she famously called out. Still, nothing responded. When no voices returned, Priscilla felt comfortable enough to bring her own furniture inside. Once everything was in, she sat and enjoyed her home without any disturbance. For the next two days, everything was quaint and comfortable in the new Quimby home. Priscilla almost never left her chair, while her grandchildren played outdoors. 
Priscilla worried about acquiring money, and hoped her dedication to stay would at least buy her more time. This plan seemed to be all she had, until later that night. On the second night of staying at her new home, Priscilla had been up late into the evening, concerned about how she'd pay her landlord, Jonathan. She passed her last coin between her fingers as different ideas crossed her mind. She glanced between the coin and her grandchildren, who all asked to sleep downstairs so they could be with Grandma. As Priscilla stared into the soft smile of her youngest grandchild, a screech broke the silence. The shriek caused Priscilla to drop her last coin. She turned to her grandchildren, none of whom stirred from the noise. Tension eased in Priscilla's chest until the shriek came again. Her dark eyes panned the room. Her body cringed as she looked to the upper floor. A whipping wind whistled through the cracks in the door of Priscilla's new home. Upon the third high-pitched howl, she knew something needed to be done. Priscilla took the family rifle and followed the shrieks. Some of them were short, while others would be prolonged, allowing her to follow the noise throughout her home. Priscilla's arms may have trembled each time she heard the cry, but never did she drop her rifle. The shrieking eventually led Priscilla upstairs. For a time, what were once shrieks had dulled to a whisper. Finally, another cry wailed through the home. Priscilla spun around in all directions, aiming her rifle for anything that may run across her floor. The shriek came again. This time, Priscilla did not panic. Instead, she picked her head up from the rifle and glanced around. Priscilla stopped to look out the window. The sky brightened across the mountainside. As she stood there, cursing the early dawn, a tree branch fell into view. The attached twig scraped across the window, causing a horrendous scratching in her ears. She watched for another moment as the branch returned to its regular position with the easing wind from outside. When it did, more twigs scraped across the window. Its scratching caused a familiar cry upon the glassy pane. Grandma, is everything all right? Came a soft voice. Priscilla turned back to find a young child standing only a few steps behind her. She lowered her rifle and placed a hand around the young child. My dearie, what are you doing out of bed? She asked. I thought I heard something. What were you doing? The child asked. Priscilla looked to the window, then back at the child. I believe I'm solving our money problems, dearie. Priscilla waited at her home that morning for her landlord, Jonathan. As promised, he arrived midday. Just as before, he kept a healthy distance from Priscilla's home. He gave a limp wave to the elderly woman standing in the doorway. 
Good morning, Priscilla, he said. How, how are you now? Priscilla gave a nod. She thought of her words very carefully. Uh, I'm all right, I suppose, she replied. Jonathan cringed. You suppose? Is something the matter? he asked. Priscilla sulked and drooped her shoulders. I fear... She glanced around, then leaned closer toward Jonathan. I fear I saw... the ghost. Her words caused Jonathan to gasp. He staggered a step and fell forward. After returning to his feet, he dusted himself off and attempted to speak to Priscilla through dried lips. I... I, I mean, you have. What's happened? He asked. Priscilla folded her arms and shook her head. It's actually... Uh, Priscilla took in a deep breath to calm her nerves. It actually told me how it could be laid to rest. Jonathan's eyes widened. His jaw trembled until he could force out the words. What, what did it tell you? He asked. Priscilla shook her head, appearing to further bother Jonathan. He grabbed his hat and tossed it between his fingers. His eyes burned into the elderly woman as he waited for her response. As for Priscilla, she fought to conceal her smirk as she spoke. This spirit is strict, she warned. It shall be costly this month. Jonathan waved his hand. His round cheeks jiggled with the motion of his head. Sweat beaded his brow. So be it. If it keeps the ghosts away, you never need to pay, he said. Just be rid of that ghost. Jonathan ran down the road in a cloud of dust, leaving Priscilla in the doorway of the home. The old woman let out a laugh from deep in her belly. Her laughter was cut short at the sound of footsteps from behind. Priscilla fell silent. She spun around on her heels to find one of the local young men walking down the road. He carried an axe over his shoulder. Priscilla perked up at the sight of the young man. She waved him down before calling to him. I beg pardon, young man. May I ask you a favor? She asked. The young man shrugged, then gave a nod. I suppose so, ma'am, he replied. What could I help you with? Priscilla handed the young man her last coin. Would you mind cutting that thin, tall birch tree around my house, she asked. The young man took the coin with a grin climbing his cheeks. Why, of course, ma'am. Any reason why you want such a young tree cut down? he asked. Priscilla chuckled under her breath. Just 
Putting something to rest, dearie. And that was The Legend of the Franconia Ghost. For anyone curious, what research I was able to dig up says Priscilla never had to pay a day of rent in that home for the rest of her days. As for the spirit, there was no longer any mention of it coming back to bother a soul after kind, brave Priscilla Quimby laid it to rest. There aren't many more details about this legend that I was able to find, but it's a fair assumption that this story was passed down from generation to generation because it encourages anyone of all ages to face their fears. Who knows, a better living might be just on the other side. To all who listened, thank you. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want more stories, make sure to look up Local Legends New England on Apple, iTunes, and Google, or Anchor Podcast. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Local Legends NE. So until next time, my name is Kyle Newton, and you are listening to Local Legends New England.